is flying. It is flying. Uh, welcome back to the Safety Meeting Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Isaac Hecker. Today's very special guest, Seth Lawrence. Hello. And this is a crossover, potentially a crossover episode. <laughs> it will be. It's yeah. a crossover episode. It's a crossover. For sure. With your show. Yeah, Disorganized Religion. You want to do your intro? That's me. Uh, hello, I'm Seth Lawrence, the host of Disorganized Religion. Awesome. Thanks for joining us today. This is amazing. I love crossover episodes. Yeah. It just, it, it unites our fans. It does. Probably the same 40 people. It might be that, different. Yeah. There might be some same My mom might listen people. to your show. Your mom might listen to my show. That'd be fun. My mom hates my show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is it uh, too risque? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Even though you definitely lean to the clean? Well, I lean to the clean, but I don't care if my guest does. Right. And then I put out two episodes. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're the same episode, but one's edited, one's not. Right. But, you know... For my mom, it's not the swear words that are offensive. It's, it's sex, context. masturbation. Yeah. Like, she hates all that stuff. Right. But, you know. But you can't. What else do comedians talk about? Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. They, they talk about the same two things over and over exactly. again. Exactly. They're so lonely. Yeah. So she doesn't like that. And then there's some stuff, like religious stuff, that mm -hmm. I probably take even too cavalierly. And yeah. my guests for sure do, which I think is funny and right. fine. Uh, but, you know. Do you so get my mom might listen to your episode. <laughs> Uh, or to your podcast after well, this. I'm going to do 100% my best to try not to swear. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. Less editing. Right. 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 And then uh, do you get any uh, weird looks when you go to church? Are people like, <laughs> I know what you're all about. <laughs> no, not yet. I don't think... Uh, there are some people in my congregation that have listened to mm -hmm. select episodes. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I mean, people have come to the, the clean show that I produce and put on. Mm -hmm. But no, no judgment yet. Right. Yeah. I have a really bad habit of just diving into conversations without explaining who you are. No, that's cool. Um, that's cool. Seth is a comedian. Yeah. A dad. Yeah. Uh, a clean-ish comic. He <laughs> leans clean. Uh, yeah. He's a comic. Yeah. He's a comic that tells jokes that are funny. There you go. And whether or and not I don't you think swear. they're clean is up to you. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't swear. Um, he wears interchangeable wedding bands. <laughs> right. Sometimes they're white. You know? I was. Uh, if you go back to episode 44, I wasn't wrong. It wasn't the light. <laughs> he just switched his rings out. I'm that was not it. crazy. You're not crazy, dude. Um, I like to call everybody a philanthropist sometimes. Oh, fun. Yeah. Sure. Because, you know, yeah, yeah. we all give of ourselves. No, I give to charity. Um, I really like what you're doing, though, on your show. Thanks, man. Because um, I really think, I grew up in a Southern Baptist yeah. world and then a non-denominational church. Okay. So school was Southern Baptist. Yeah. Wednesday nights, Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, and youth group were non-denominational. It was called the Christian and Missionary Alliance. So it was mission-based. Oh, my gosh. So what does that mean? Like you were trying to recruit people mission-based? I, I think it was more about, so every four years we had a youth pastor, and then uh -huh. after four years they shipped that dude to Africa or China or uh, South America specifically. Yeah, to um, do proselyting work. To, or yeah, to start churches. Charity, whatever. And so they would leave, they would leave youth pasting, pasting? Pastoring? Pastoring, yeah. yeah. Pasturing. Pasturizing. <laughs> yeah. And then they would go to a uh, language college for two years, and then they were gone. But gotcha, see it. sure. And the rest of their career was in there home country oh my gosh so our whole denomination which is it, they always told me it was bigger than it seemed uh-huh we had like two churches in our denomination in our small town of raleigh north oh, carolina okay. yeah but i think there was only like two or three hundred in the whole country uh-huh that were probably, members of your faith no that, time, that were or? church units of our denomination got in, it. in the states yeah yeah yeah. Uh, we had two colleges associated oh, okay. with, with our your specific faith yeah um but then you expand that into like the whole Southern Baptist thing. There weren't really, there was two totally different messages happening there. Yeah, I was going to say. And so it was a little crazy because we had chapel every morning. 
Yeah. At private school. Okay. And we were hearing one message there every morning at 10 o'clock. It's yeah. The same thing. What was the message for the Southern Baptist side? It, it was a lot stricter. It was a lot of like... Is uh, that right? Very literal interpretations. Of the Bible? Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of... Uh, like dress codes were important and rules yeah. were the name of the game. It was, yeah. you know, follow these rules yeah. and do these actions yeah. and then receive all of the good stuff. Interesting. And then... Do they believe in deathbed repentance, the Southern Baptists? Good question. Been a minute. Yeah, okay. So, Fair um, enough. Yeah, I think, you know, if you... Like if you truly accepted Christ in your heart right. before you died, you could have been like, a serial killer. Yeah. And God would be like, now you did it. I think the most famous example of that would be... Um, Ted Bundy? One of, that's one of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the dude that... No, I don't want... I'm going to say this wrong. I'm going to lose a bunch of followers. <laughs> the, the guy who uh, first stumbled upon evolution... Charles Darwin? Yeah. Darwin had a deathbed yeah. repentance. Oh, did he? Yeah. Um, like... The la like of his what? last 10 minutes, he was like, I realized that uh, I think I'm all about Jesus, and yeah. I might have been wrong about this whole evolution thing. And see, I don't think they're... Uh, Mutually exclusive? Right. I don't. I agree. Yeah. So, so why would he need to repent? I don't anyway. know. All it, right, fair enough. This is also like half-baked into like you're getting information from people that want to always right, support their certain, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I grew up with a lot of... Uh, here are stories that support what we believe. Right. To make you feel better right. about choosing the same thing. Sure. Are they apocryphal? Are right. they real? Yeah. yeah. So. Um, it's like dealing with the Bible yeah. in real time. Yeah. Yeah. This is an actionable thing that does this. This verse equates to that. Yeah. Oh, um, that's fascinating. Yeah. We actually had a big youth conference in Salt Lake one year mm. when I was 18. Oh, no kidding. So I've toured yeah. your, your headquarters. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where the headquarters of our church is. Eighteen was not <laughs> not a your most good religious year, year for me. Yeah, we, <laughs> so we're taking this tour. We're going through all the, the floors. We see the big temple. We see sure. And I'm like, I'm being such a jerk. I'm like, hey, where are all the dudes? Oh yeah. And yeah. they're like, oh, they're in that building. Yeah. And we get to that building. I'm like, where are all the girls? Yeah. So all the guys are in the corporate building, and all the girls are giving the tours. And yeah, I thought that was. Oh, interesting. Interesting when I was 18. I put it in different words. May have been time. the way that you phrased those questions. I probably wasn't <laughs> the kindest person yeah. at that time. So they do have sister missionaries mm -hmm. who guide. So these are young women, typically. I mean, now they've changed the age. It was always around 21. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, 18, 19? I can't, I, I should know this. I Is think it's it 18. Right out of high school? Now, yeah. So you it graduate. used to be like... You do a year of college, and then you could go on your mission. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But now, because a lot of students are taking a gap year anyway, mm -hmm. after high school, the church has just been like, instead of you guys wasting time, or, right. you know, let's make it more convenient for you to serve, mm -hmm. and then you can go to college right after. Would you, was a gap year even a thing when you went no. to college? No. Me neither. No, I never heard, I, right. lazy. That's right. what I thought. I was what? Like, what are you talking about gap yeah. year? I mean, I didn't go to college, so slacker. I'm still on my gap year. <laughs> well, hey, now you know. But if had that been an option, yeah, I may have considered. Would you have taken it? No, I wouldn't have. I taken mean, I'm it. still taking it. Yeah, so, right. Yes, I would have taken it for 100. <laughs> um, percent I just wonder how many more people would have been interested in going. Like, oh, I really can just yeah. go see the world for a little bit. Well, it was very different for your, for women mm -hmm. because they so typically men served at 19, which is now 18 mm -hmm. for young men. And so for women, they would serve at 21. Um, and the idea was that 
the emphasis for young women really should be on marriage mm-hmm. as you know archaic as that might sound now true um but that missionary service was not a requirement necessarily for them mm-hmm. whereas it's more of a requirement for the men right to do this proselyting work and develop those leadership skills and the qualities that you yeah i mean it's those. even just like it goes along with our priesthood responsibilities mm-hmm. and to, to send out sort of salvation to the world. Sure. Women give birth and, you know, have other responsibilities within the right. church. Which just is, wasn't, I mean, that's a big job. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge deal. Big deal. So the, the decrease in the age requirement made it m- much more convenient for women. So actually numbers of female missionaries shot through the roof oh, after really? they lowered the age. Yeah. Cause women didn't have to wait as long right. to serve a mission. They could go right out of high school or, soon after right and you're kind of starting to get a foothold in where you're going to go in life by 21 yeah so. well i mean women mature faster than men anyway a so a lot of them just knew what they were doing mm-hmm. um yeah so anyway that's that's the missionary you, thing so that's why there were a lot of young women probably at salt lake because yeah. salt lake is staffed with a lot of sister missionaries at least when i was growing up yeah who did the tours where did you grow up orem provo so I have no idea where it's that an is. hour south of Salt Lake. Oh, okay. So this is where Brigham Young University is. Got it. Did Provo. you go to Brigham Young? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Did you do a mission? Yeah. Where'd you go? I was in Montreal, Canada. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you Quebec? Have to, did you have to speak French? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I did. Did yeah. you learn it when you got there? The Quebecois. I'd studied it in high school, mm-hmm. a little bit in junior high. Yep. But as far as really learning it, yeah, that was where most of the learning. Did happened. it stick with you? Can you? Spark of the French. <laughs> yeah, a little bit still. Yeah, I still have it. <laughs> Sorry. Some things are only funny to me. I um, like that you mixed the Deutsch yeah, with I can't speak French. anything but English. And, and I'm, that's fine. I'm not good at that either. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure God speaks English. So I think he speaks uh, all the languages. No, he does. Absolutely. Wouldn't it be weird if he, there's just one that he's there's like, just it. sorry guys, Spanish, I mean, not for me. Right. Technically, yeah. we believe it might be Adamic. That's what we call. What does that mean? I mean, that was the language of Adam, right? right. So oh, that's uh, God's yeah, language, that's, Adamic. That's right there. Boom, right. boom, boom. Yeah. Got it. Who knows? And then we tried to build that tower, and he was like, nope, you guys got to. Right, exactly. So here's a question. Yeah. Uh, not to get into, like, 2020, like, hard-hitting. No, let's so do. Let's do. Let's get the, canceled right now. Let's cancel it. <laughs> uh, this was my my very first thought when I started listening to your show, and yeah. I had this thought throughout uh, my, bringing, my upbringing. Okay. Um, and it has to do with, I don't know how to phrase this, so I'm just going to spit it out. Yeah. So there's people who label themselves Christian with the right. Christianity thing. Yeah. And then we have Catholicism. Right. And then, so if you talk to a Catholic, they're like, are you Christian? They're like, yeah, I'm yeah, Catholic. Yeah, of course. Right. So that's always been a little point of contention or confusion for me. Interesting. Where people identify as Christian, which yep. I feel like is something that I identify sure. or identified as. Yeah. And then there's people who do different things than me. Who right. also say they identify with me. Right. And, but they do other stuff. Right. So... Uh, has that ever, has anybody ever talked to you about that? Or has that ever been a thought? Like I heard on one of your shows where you're like, I think there's elements of Christianity that also play. Yeah. So do you, you believe the whole book? Which book? Uh, the, the Bible. The start Bible? there. Yeah. yeah. And then you have an, an additional book that right. you also have reference to that right. has faith and value for you as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Does it, it, does it feel weird when people are like, are you Christian? No, it doesn't feel You correct weird. them and say, no, I'm actually, what's the proper nomenclature to define your faith? Well, so I view Christianity as a more overarching mm-hmm. umbrella. So it's everyone who believes Christ, Jesus Christ, is a savior figure. Okay. Right? Uh, so f- that's what I understand Christianity to be. 
And then within Christianity, you have Baptist, Catholic, Protestant, uh, Methodist. You know, you have all of these other religions, and Mormonism would fall into that umbrella of Christianity because okay. we, we believe sure. Christ to be our Savior. Right? Great. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to alleviate that con- that confusion, because mm-hmm. that there is that confusion where people are like, oh no, you're Mormons, you mm-hmm. believe in Mormon, you don't believe in Jesus Christ, right? And the only reason we're called Mormons is because it's the Book of Mormon that mm-hmm. we believe is added scripture to the Bible, sure, which yeah. is not uncommon, yeah, for other denominations that fall under that same umbrella that you're describing, right? right. So like, I can't think of one, but. <laughs> I was, I was going to say Muslim, but I don't think they're... I mean, they believe in the Quran. Right, um, which is their faith-based book. Yeah, and then you but, have sort of different sects within sure. Islam as well. So, you know, it happens in every religion, I think. Right. Um, but yeah, my church has tried to sort of rebrand itself mm-hmm. to avoid that confusion, to say, no, we are Christian first. Yeah. We, we just believe in this branch of Christianity. Now, that, that clears it up. Yeah. So the real it, name of our church is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's right there in the name. So long. And I drove past it on my way to Baptist school. Right. Um, right. So for people to be like, oh, you know, you're not Christian is, to me, confusing. Because mm-hmm. it's like, no, but yeah. everything in the Book of Mormon is about Christ. Right. We so, got JC in the name, guys. What's yeah, I mean, the problem? we did it. Yeah. You know? I don't understand. Yeah. So. Huh. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, so I grew up in the South. Right. North Carolina. Yeah. Beautiful state. Absolutely. Yeah. Super green. I did law school there. Did you know that? I didn't. Yeah. Which at, law school did at you At UNC. Chapel Hill? Yeah. Wow. Tar Heel, baby. What year? Uh, I mean, I graduated from law school in 2011. Okay. I was out here already in 2011. Yeah. Or no, 2014. 2014. Do you I know, started in 2011. Do you know Dan Postian? No. No. I've if seen I, his name around. If I showed you his picture. Handsome Dan is what we call him. Real good looking <laughs> yeah. fella. Um, you've seen him at Burt's. Yeah. He, sure uh, he grew up in Chapel Hill. Oh, no kidding. Shout out, Dan. You don't yeah. watch this show. Uh, come on back anytime you want. Um, yeah. He's like Chapel the chef Hill. guy? He is the chef guy. He has a little burrito show. I say a little burrito a show. Little. He's got 6,000 followers. Got a tiny on burrito, burrito show. show. He was on Top Chef. Oh, no kidding. Or something like that. Yeah. Got cast right out of being a waiter. Unbelievable. Casting director was sitting there having breakfast or lunch, and they were like, can you cook? He's like, yeah. He's freaking Harrison Ford of Kitchens. Yeah, he learned how to Get cook on here. the show. Got second place. Unbelievable. What a story. I mean, yeah. what a dick. Yeah. Jeez. Um, he did six minutes at my birthday show. <laughs> oh, I did wanted he? wanted him to do 15. Oh. He probably, did he have 15? No. <laughs> that's why he did six. That's why he did <laughs> And that's how you do six. That's uh, great, though. Not that's to derail fun. us from our No, that's fine. Current. Yeah. So anyway, North Carolina. Yeah. That's where you grew up. Are you practicing yeah, law here? No. Do you, no. Have you passed the bar out here? No. Did you pass the bar in North Carolina? Yeah. Cool. So I practiced out there for a year and a bit yeah. doing transactional work mm-hmm. Yeah, for a small firm in uh, uh, Cary. I used to live in Cary. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah Cary's right great. Airport. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. RDU, baby. Man, what a, a small mall of an airport. If you guys mm. have ever been to Burbank Airport, <laughs> RDU yeah. is um, a little smaller, <laughs> but it's two sides of it. So yeah. there's a Southwest side and an American Airlines side. Yeah. It's very clean because no it one is. ever uses it. No, it's it's great. Yeah, you don't have to wear a mask there. <laughs> I mean, it's you don't have to empty. wear anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's oh, the Silicon so Valley of the yeah of the west coast. or the east coast. Yeah, yeah. No, Raleigh. Um, I mean, the whole triangle. Yeah, totally blowing up. It's great. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, influx of new young talent, which is bringing a whole new mentality to the region, which I think is yeah really good. Expanding people's 
yeah horizons yeah because there was not a lot of um open-mindedness no growing when you up. were growing up yeah i find that shocking we did things the way we did things yeah in the sure. 80s that's yeah. how it was done yeah that's because it was the right way yeah it was god's way we were had to be the first people on our block to get the internet for real yeah my dad worked for ibm well, oh, so one day he sure. just comes home with a computer and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, <laughs> yeah. Be-doo, be-doo. nobody used the phone. Yeah. Yeah. We got those AOL CDs. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Man, how much has changed in right? just the last 30 years? Yeah. It's I remember crazy. one of my buddies uh, joined the Air Force right after 9-11. Oh, and yeah. They sent him straight to Japan. Yeah. He was like, dude, they're looking at each other on their phones. They're like seeing each other's faces. I'm like, that's impossible. <laughs> There's what no way that's ever going to happen. And then yeah. 2007 rolls around, the iPhone comes out. And here we are. You know, we're only seven or eight years behind the Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. After we nuked them. Right. Which is crazy. And then 2011 or 12, they had the tsunami. Right. I just watched a documentary on that the other night. Oh, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Because they had two power plants. Yeah. Right next to each other. Yeah. Right on the water. I mean. Yeah. You Again, know, I, I'm famous for derailing it stories. Is, it's hard not to build things near the water, though, on the right. island of Japan. Especially if you need an unlimited water resource to cool your nuclear reactor. Exactly. Do you say nuclear or nuclear? My wife made fun of me for this. Yeah. She was like, it's two syllables. It's like, you speak to a man with respect. <laughs> <laughs> nuclear? Nuclear is apparently proper. Nuclear. Pro- pro- popular? Nuclear. Nuclear. Yeah. But like uh, nuclear. where I come from, it's nuclear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. We're going down to the nuclear power plant. Yeah. We're going to get some peanuts. It's the same. We all Uh, know what you're talking about. uh, So college took you to North Carolina, or were you already out there? Graduate school. So law school took me to North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. And my wife did a PhD in accounting at UNC, too. Do you... um, Did you meet your wife in regular... In regular school? At BYU? Yeah. Yeah. Brigham Young. Brigham Young University. Did she do uh, any... Elevated education in North Carolina as well? Yeah, so she did her doctorate at UNC. Oh, fancy. Yeah, so once she finished her doctorate, mm-hmm. she got a job at USC. Wow. And that's what brought us here. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So in that transition mm-hmm. from, you know, lawyer to here, we did some number crunching and sort of reevaluated what I wanted to do because mm-hmm. she was going to make way more money than I ever would doing law stuff. Uh, yeah, we decided, like, why? Why would I work... I mean, I found doing legal stuff mm-hmm. fulfilling. Sure. But if it meant I didn't need to do it, mm-hmm. and I would see my family way less, and I would really just be working to pay for childcare, was that worth it? Right. And no, is what we decided. Just scrubs so, out. Yeah. So now we're trying to negotiate my schedule as a stand-up with her schedule working and me right. taking care of kids during the day and stuff. So. So. Yeah. Regardless of how late you have a set, mm-hmm. kids are getting up at yeah. I'm up five, making six. breakfast, dude. Yeah, I'm I'm daddy of the year every day. Do you try and do as early spots as possible? No, I don't care. No, yeah. I mean if I were you know famous, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if I could just walk in and be like, hey, I would right. like the eight o'clock. Right. Then I would. That would be my preference. When you're famous. Right. Right. So when no- we get there, I'm going to take the nine o'clock. We'll right. put the kids to bed. Eight thirty. Boom. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Hitting the improv comedy store nine nine fifteen and then I'm out. <laughs> That's what another uh, famous North Carolinian does. Oh yeah, Ken Young. Oh, Ken Jung. Ken Jung. Yeah, yeah. He was a doctor in North Carolina. Yeah, uh, yeah. He likes to hit the early spots. Yeah, I'm out by nine, guys. Yeah, gotta go. I mean that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I parents it. do it. 
like Joe, Joe's at the store till two every morning and then he's night, whatever. And then he's waking up with his kids and yeah, I would need a nap. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure yeah. drugs help, but I can't do those either. So yeah, I don't think I he don't does know. accelerants. I think he just does, <laughs> does the slower downers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The depressants, the weed. Right. I heard on your show that you have, um, never imbibed, never imbibed on any alcohol or drugs. Right. That's awesome. I mean, I'll do ibuprofen when I feel pain, Ooh, look you out. know, the, the doctor prescribed stuff, but yeah, yeah. no, 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 no rec, no rec drugs. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, Chris, Chris also doesn't It is do that. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I always wonder what it would be like. Yeah. Because I went down the, like, when I got out of... Uh, the sobriety, you mean? What yeah. that would be like? Yeah. I uh, was so super sheltered. Mm. So private school was third grade to eighth grade. Okay. And then I went got to got to go to a public high school. <laughs> yeah. So when they unleashed me... Oh, man. I was like, okay, I have this rule, list of rules. Yeah. I'm going to go through every single one of them. And just break them. Yeah. Where are the drugs? Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to stay out all night. All that stuff. I want to try <laughs> yeah. everything that's like so bad for me. Sure. I want to go check it out. Sure. With the sole intention of knowing all these things. Because growing up, I only had two options. I was either going to be a youth pastor or a doctor. Is that right? Well, that was according to my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll definitely be a youth pastor. But in order to counsel these children the right way. Yeah. I got to know what's up. Okay. I got to go out there and get in the, the world. Darkness. Yeah. You got to. I want to bring the light to the darkness. <laughs> Yeah, of and course. That uh, ended up being a longer road than necessary. <laughs> Some things get their claws in you. I mean, that is Satan's trick. Right? It is. You got to try it before yeah. you know. So I didn't end yeah. up becoming a youth pastor. That's a shame. But uh, it's never too late. I think. Never too late. No, you'd be the greatest success story to I, youth I pastordom. Could, I could come back. Yeah, absolutely. We tried to do the comedy thing first. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Maybe. a cult's a cult, right? That's right. A following is a following. Following is a following. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of cults and followings, yeah. we haven't really addressed why we're wearing blue gloves. I know. I was just thinking about that. Everyone's probably really confused. Yeah. We could just let them. Who cares? Stay confused. That's fine. Right? There are questions out in this world that That's we right. might never know. I think also they can put Sorry, it together. I don't understand. Sorry. I don't know. Do you? Why'd you do that phone? Do you call your phone something different, being all Mormon and everything? <laughs> no, what do you mean? You guys have a different word for Siri? No. I mean, I don't or have Google? an iPhone. No, no. No, no different no different names. I had this really great... I give it my third wife's name. That's what I do. That's funny. Yeah. Um, how many wives do you have? I'm just kidding. I love Just one. I, I listened to the last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just one. That's all I want. And uh, Or maybe... You, did you get into that with Dylan? Uh, first a episode, bit. yeah. I'm confused. I'm jumping around. No, you're good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so Dylan Sullivan was the last episode, or near the last episode of the season. first season, right? Like seasons matter in podcasts, right? I'm just doing it by year. So yeah. the first year I did it, he was near the end of that mm -hmm. of that year. He's that he's awesome. He's so fun. Shout dude. out Dylan. Dylan's great. Yeah, yeah. I've got uh, three favorites. Oh, yeah? This many favorites. You're going to drop the names right here? I am. I'm, wow. I'm going to totally drop them. And Dylan's not one of them? No, he's totally That's one shocking. of them. shocking. Th <laughs> <laughs> I think Dylan, Chappelle, yeah. and Sarah are on their way in the newest class. Yeah. To be people that we see Yeah. Uh, doing like the 10, 15 yep. special combos. Sure. Um, and then I think there's another class right behind that of yeah. all the people that are at Burt's that are going to just follow up really quickly. Oh, interesting. Just from the outside looking in. Yeah, you know the comedy world's bigger than just Burt's back room. Is it? Yeah, I mean, it might be shocking to hear that. It is. Yeah. I'm allowed to few. shoot everywhere but the comedy there. store. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. They don't. The photographer at they the comedy like store. That. 
doesn't watch this show. He just got an executive producer show. Like he just sold a show. Oh yeah. So I'm hoping his show does really well. <laughs> so he doesn't need. So they need a new photographer. <laughs> there you go. Um, and yeah. then there's three people that I would recommend because I don't want to do that full time. Oh, you don't want to? No, photo I, photography for me is like a job that yeah. I have that I do. Yeah. For some clients. Yeah. Uh, the I never charge comics for photography because yeah. it's a passion of mine. That's cool. And I think it's ridiculous. That I, they do, yeah. Even big comics like why char, I, you know, I know, whatever. Right? Like say let's who be friends. Shot the shot and yeah, ride I, their publicity. Right? Little credit goes a yeah, long way for sure, right? I can't believe. I mean, you just off the six doesn't want to do comedy <laughs> store full time. <laughs> I've never met him. I want to bring him on the show. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh man, because I feel like I dabbled in the uh, smack talking world when Sarah was here. Oh, sure. About him. I don't know him. I've never yeah, met him. I don't we have know different either. styles. Sure. He's, I think he's building a career towards being a photographer. F yeah. I don't know if he's a stand-up. I don't know anything about him. Yeah, I don't I know. hear he's a great guy. Yeah. So, That's all I know. That's yeah. all I know about him. I just wanted to chide you the way Reed does. Yeah. <laughs> Reed. You're coming, Reed. Hopefully. Reed Brackenbear. Yeah. I want to be friends with Reed. I went to his birthday show yeah. at the Hollywood Hotel. Oh, yeah. Where he made everyone do one of his jokes. Yeah. And, and I was the best, obviously. Oh, I mean, definitely. Yeah. That's the night we right? met. You gave yeah. me a ride. Yeah, that was it. We, we, we went clubbing we afterwards. We did. We did. Yeah. yeah. You and I sat Cut in the corner. A rug. We, yeah, we drank uh, <laughs> sparkling uh, sodas. Yeah. Yeah, it was very fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was an interesting evening. <laughs> yeah. No, Reed's great. I, I he's think very he's fun. super funny. Yeah. Um, he has the joke that he made Meg do stood out that night. Oh. But we're not going to burn it on this show. No. No, we'll save uh, it. We'll let him do it. We we'll like to have a little bit of inside baseball. Him or Meg. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Leave your listeners wondering, what, what are they talking about? What are they talking about? That's fun. Uh, but I feel like I've been kind of dominating this one. No, you're cool, man. So yeah. uh, what, like, how do you identify religiously now? That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, it's something I actually think about every day. Is that right? Yeah, I equate it to the way that I identify comedy. Uh-huh. Like, I've done comedy. Yeah. But I don't call myself a comic. Yeah. So I was. And why not? Is um, it just because you're not doing it full time? It's or? it's like I did photography for ten years before I considered myself a photographer. Yeah, fair. So sure. I think it's a discredit to like the art of comedy to call myself a comic. Oh yeah, I, I'm an aspiring comic. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'll right. claim that. Right. Um, but just out of respect for the people that are actually putting in the work. Yeah. Um, which is something that I look forward to doing. Sure. Um, once I get this show off the ground. Yeah. Um, I look forward to putting in my time and doing the reps yeah. and going up two, three times a night and really focusing in on that yeah. shortly. Yeah. But until that point, until I'm fully committed. Yeah. I think it's disrespectful. <laughs> that's fair. To real comics. Sure. Such as yourself. Oh, who are putting in reps. You. Yeah. 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 No, so that's am fair. I a comic? No, I'm an aspiring comic. So <laughs> yeah. to equate cool. that back to my to religion, religious beliefs, or spirituality, I general. was exposed to, all my core value beliefs. Uh -huh. So there's a verse in the Bible that says, train up a child in the way something should go. And then <laughs> when they're old, they'll still do stuff. That was verbatim. I mean, that's amazing. That's right out of the words. It's been so yeah. long. It's that's in red, crazy. right? It's yeah. Red. I mean, it, de depending on the version. Right. So you know, for people can, at home that aren't can, religious. Yeah. A lot of people mark up their scriptures. Some people right. consider that blasphemous. Yeah. So anyhow. Yeah. I, uh, if you don't know, but that one. the words of Jesus in some context are in red. In Bibles ah, sure. across the world somewhere. Sure. Sometimes. Sure. Um, I feel like I strayed as far as I could possibly stray from my core value teachings when I was a child. Uh-huh. And it's brought me back to 
a core value system of like certain beliefs that I have now that I won't stray from ever again. Interesting. So yeah. do I believe that Jesus was the son of God? Yes. Do I believe that okay. he came down from heaven to be sacrificed, uh, the ultimate sacrifice for our sins? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Do I, from there it starts to get squirrely. Okay. Because I'm not evangelizing and I'm not trying to win folks over. Yeah. I'm also not trying to be a poster child for it. Sure. I believe that however you receive that information and however you interact with the universe is okay for you. Yeah. The whole penalty thing starts to get a little itchy. You now mean like it, hell? Yeah. Okay. Um, the eternal damnation You can tell part. I've lived in California for 15 years now. I'm calling it the penalty. <laughs> You know, it's, yeah. Uh, I've also never, I haven't hashed it out with anybody in a long time either. Yeah. So that's why I was really looking forward to having you. Oh, good. To being on your show. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, We're in my portion now. So it's, it just seems like something that's so taboo to talk about in Los Angeles. Like you just think if you bring up religion with as open-minded as people are to universal energy. Here, right. I know. Once you bring a specific person or a specific value belief into that conversation, people get really closed up. Yeah. Um, and I think that has to do with some of our, the way the media portrays, uh, -huh. uh, Christianity. I think that there's a certain far right section of Christianity that makes all of Christianity look bad. Yeah. Um, sure. They just get the most attention on both sides. I mean, there's a, so there's a section of the far opposite of Christianity that makes right. those people look weird too. Right. So, yeah. I mean, extremists on the other end, right? Right. Atheist extremists. Religious extremists. Extreme anything. All Everything in moderation, including moderation. Totally. Right? Totally. Um, so as far as like waving a banner and going, check it out, everybody. Yeah. Um, I, I'm kind of at a crossroads because uh -huh. um, I've said some things on this show that yeah. probably wouldn't be considered of faith. <laughs> okay. Um. So I I struggle with it, you know. I'd like yeah. I'd like to be someone who is looked at like this guy's got some core values and he's yeah. a stand up guy and he believes something that I would like to know more about. Yeah. So I'd love to be a light, right? Um, but I'm not. I also want to fit in <laughs> and be funny. I mean, and, you never know, right. right? You don't know who you're a light to. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think as a comedian, right, we never know who we're funny to. Right. We know. I guess the way I look at it is, I know what I say I find funny. Mm -hmm. Otherwise I wouldn't say it. Sure. And then a lot of what I think is I'm just trying to shop around to find my audience who right. else agrees and who else connects. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think religion is a little bit similar in that way. Right. We shouldn't be shoving it down people's throats. Sure. But we should make the option available, you know, yeah. be like, Hey, this is a way to live life that has brought me happiness. Right. You know? Or this is a joke that I find funny. Do you agree? This works for me. It might not work for everybody. Right. Do you like Pete Holmes? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I do. I like the way he does it. Yeah. I identify with him probably the most, not necessarily comedically, but just based on his podcast. Uh-huh. He, we had similar upbringings. He went super religious. Right. He went to private Christian school. Right. And then he went out and became a comic. Yeah. And it's not like he lost his faith, but. I mean, he kind of did. He did. Oh, yeah. Actually, I don't know what Yeah, I'm he kind of did a lot. He straight up like bounced from yeah. it. And well, he had a really traumatic marital relationship that exactly. ended in a terrible divorce it sounds like mm -hmm. and then yeah he was like and i identify with that like i haven't had that experience right but i definitely feel like if that portion of my life were to explode mm -hmm. i'd be like why am i doing any of this sure it would be a huge reevaluation right you know but uh yeah i like pete holmes yeah he's got a similar theme on his show where they they just have a chat for yep. like two hours and yep. then at the end he's like where are you at with god right 
and then people of all walks of life right. are just like, yeah, I look at it like this. And he's non-judgmental. Yeah. And he's like, that's cool. Yeah. I never looked at it that way. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I'd like to be like that. Yeah. Fair I'd like enough. to be accepting and sure and forgiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not. Well, <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> You're well, well on your way, I'm, right? I'm just trying to be a more enlightened person. Yeah. I mean, you don't strike me as a super judgmental individual. Oh, I am. Really? Yeah. I have sleep apnea, so I'm tired all the time. Yeah. And when you're tired, you know. Yeah, everything gets... Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, look at that guy. <laughs> this, this schmuck. Judgy McJudgerson. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Uh, I'm getting over it, though. I got an appointment on Tuesday to get it fixed. Oh. Again. I had surgery for it 15 years ago. Oh, is it a... I had my throat mechanical laser. Mechanical issue? Yeah, it's all this stuff is... Yeah. It's from 25 years of smoking, basically. That'll do it. I just quit five days ago, too. Which is also why we're wearing gloves, because you should not get coronavirus. I shouldn't. It hits those with respiratory issues. Oh. Did you know that? I didn't. Oh, yeah. But I also believe that I'm not going to get it. Well, that's a big part of it, too. <laughs> that's called faith. Yeah. I have faith. <laughs> yeah. Good. Faith that oh, I won't get great. it. That's great. That's uh, great. Although, I, if you do get it, only 2% of people who actually catch it are going to die. So far. Right. Yeah. I mean, it might be l even less because there might be a whole bunch of undiagnosed cases. That's right. You know? Anyway, I don't know. I think the coronavirus is overblown. I'm saying it now. I do, too. I mean, it's definitely the biggest outbreak of a thing that we've had in a long time. Yeah. So definitely buy toilet paper as much as you can. It's much ado about nothing. Right. Well, it's it's something to be concerned about, but not like on the news every day, 24-hour coverage. Yeah. I mean, okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Yeah, let's go. Who's Who's died from it? The most people, like the demographic that it's killing, mm -hmm. are old smokers. Really? Something's going to get them anyway. Wow. Right? And we yeah, all need I just social got security. really scared. We all need social security. Let's weed them out. Old smokers. Thin, right? I mean, I'm a big fan of Thin the Herd, but I'm part, I'm part of the herd on this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. No, I don't know. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah. I, I do think the hype is a bit overblown. Mm-hmm. You know? I just went to London for a week, and everybody was like, oh, if you're traveling internationally. Oh, yeah. They're shutting everything down. Yeah. You know? I mean, I understand. Like, Italy, it's scary. There are hundreds of cases in Italy, and that mm -hmm. is, you know, you don't want... 2% of 400 people dying. That's right. a lot of people. Yeah. You know? Anything above 0% of people dying. Is... I mean, it's been... No, it Depends is sad. Right. Yeah, it is sad. You so, hear about that cruise ship? Yeah, off the coast of Japan. And they just quarantined everybody on the boat. Yeah, dude. And then everybody got it. I mean, of course they did. They're on a cruise ship. Yeah. Of course they got it. Have you ever taken a cruise? No. Do you want, do you want to now? Not off the coast of Japan. No. I don't. I've always wanted to try it, but then I'm worried about, like, what if you get a half an hour into the cruise and you're like, I know. Mm, this ain't for me. I know. Then, then you got you're five just trapped. Days yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the food sounds good, though. Yeah. I mean, have you but ever been to a casino? That's the thing. I don't know. Is it buffet? Like, yeah. gross buffet kind? I mean, I, I don't want to do that. I, I haven't also cruised. Yeah. <laughs> so we're both speaking. <laughs> right. Very, very in, high places my, of authority. In my experience. <laughs> <laughs> cruise ships are like casinos <laughs> from what I've seen on TV. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, casinos obviously are not my jam because I don't gamble. Right. So, but you know, good game of shuffleboard. Come on. Yeah. It's got to be fun, right? Um, never gambled. No. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm in Vegas quite a bit. Oh, sure. Business partners flying back from Vegas right now. Oh, very fun. Yeah, We made yeah. Uh, we made our business agreement for this podcast studio over oh, a stake in Vegas. There you go. So I like it. I like it's a good the, town. Um, we, I, I have a super high elevated, well, I used to have a high elevated case of ADD. 
Uh-huh. So being in a casino. Oh, man. Where there's too many sounds to, like, calculate what yeah. they're all doing. Is it just numbing to you then? It, yeah. It's totally soothing to be... That's amazing. ...in a world where I can't... Focus. Right. Yeah, and you're not supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. 100%. Oh. If I go to the mall, I'm hearing every conversation that's passing me. Sure. I know if I'm in a store, I know what everybody's doing in the room. Yeah. So if I'm at a casino, I'm just like, yeah, there's too many things to track. You sort in of here. hit a critical mass, yeah. a critical volume of activity. Yeah. At least that's, oh, what that's, I, interesting. that's what I tell myself. Yeah, it works. It's my justification. <laughs> whatever whatever floats your boat. Yeah, you know? That's the reason why I don't have a house. I'm still <laughs> renting. Is the ADD? Yeah, well, or the, the gambling. It's the donation <laughs> that I give to the uh, to the Las Vegas Church. To the yes, yeah, the Church of Vegas. <laughs> good, which um, yeah, it's, it's a good church. You should check it out. I mean, There's my people helped start Vegas. You know, that's true. Yeah, us yeah. and the mafia. That's right. There's only one mafia-run casino left. That's it. You know, I don't yeah. think many Mormons run casinos, but that's interesting. We certainly settled the town on television. They do. Mm. More, what are you talking which, There's a, which well, television show there was a show about, where the guy wanted to own a casino and he was a Mormon he had like a bunch of wives what show am I thinking of Big Love yeah didn't he want to buy a casino so here's where we're going to disagree because he is not Mormon as far as I am concerned okay right? I stand correct um, I mean that's part of a fundamentalist sect mm -hmm. so that's where you get sort of like these Mormon extremes right so polygamy ended for the mainstream Mormon faith in like 1870 or 18 wow 1850 a couple years ago yeah 1850 something somewhere around there should we google it you can google it yeah, yeah I think it was like 1853 I don't know some random year in the 1800s but it was you know it was before before 1900s um and yeah, I mean, so uh, some of our church members s went to Mexico and were sent to Mexico to populate Mexico and to settle some cities in Mexico. Sure. So there's still some like polygamist Mormon families in Mexico, which is where the Mormon Romney jokes come from. Oh. Uh, yeah, like on Arrested Development. Yeah. Yeah. So... That definitely happened, mm -hmm. and uh, they practiced polygamy as members of like my brand of Mormonism, my faith, mm -hmm. for longer because it was legal there longer. Got it. But they also eventually stopped. So now those who are left in Utah are not really members of my church at all. What do They're they members call of themselves? A different, I mean, I think they just call themselves fundamentalist mm -hmm. members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But I don't really know. We don't, you know. They're the stepchild we don't talk about. Got it. Right? Yeah. So when you see somebody like that identifying in your faith, does it make you upset? Uh, upset? I mean, I guess so. Yeah. It's more just like, oh, come on. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like uh, when we see people that are like, Identifying as Christian, but also marching in like a like KKK parade. Baptist yeah, church. some of it's those like, We're guys. not Christian. You're not Christians, dude. They're, they're like, yeah. we're speaking for everybody. Yeah. Like, no, you're not. Yeah. No, they're just too not. upset to chastise the gays. Yeah. They're too afraid. Like, no, we just love them. The internet says 1890. 1890? Yeah. Holy smokes. That's just the when did polygamy end Google. And then it just says. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I, my gut says it was like 1870. But yeah. for some reason, 1850s is in my mind, too. I don't know what happened. I mean, the Internet has been wrong before. Maybe 1890s. In any event, it was a little while ago. Yeah. 
But uh, it's got to yeah. be frustrating though for that to be. Is that the number one thing people pick up on when they when you speak? Oh yeah, to someone I who's never been exposed to a Mormon before. Yeah, that's that's still a really big misconception, and mm-hmm. that's why a lot of the times I start out my set with you know I'm I make a joke about the polygamy background, mm-hmm. but then I try to make it clear like we don't still do that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there's that conception. Then the caffeine, no caffeine, is a big. Is Mormon that, misconception. Did I get that wrong on our text message the other day? Do you no, not wrong. Not like, I don't it? drink coffee. Right. We don't drink coffee or tea, but it's not because of the caffeine. Okay. So there are tons of members of my church that are full-on addicted. You're addicted to Diet Coke. There's just no other way to put it. Right. And that's because of, perhaps, caffeine. Maybe some other things. only fat people drink Diet Coke? No. Other people drink Diet Coke? Yeah. I only see But man, people. there are lots of large people in my yeah. church. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sort of like, come on. You know? Yeah. We're living a health code. It's not yeah. just... I think I just alienated like 90% of America. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to all hate you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, folks. If you enjoy Diet Coke, you keep on enjoying it. Yeah. Everything in moderation, including... Yeah, including Diet Coke. Yeah. yeah. But no, so it's not caffeine. It has nothing to do with caffeine. Yeah. Right? So it's so. coffee and tea specifically. Is there like a, a theology behind that? Yeah. So there's a so we believe in the Book of Mormon mm-hmm. as sort of ancient scripture, more modern than the Bible. Okay. In some aspects, then when Joseph Smith restored the church, organized it, you know, in the 1830s, uh, he had some questions as he was going through both the Book of Mormon and he also started translating the New Testament in particular and had some questions. He never finished his translation of the New Testament because he was mm-hmm. killed, but he had some questions. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the revelations and questions that he had after starting and organizing the church um, became what is now known as the Doctrine and Covenants, which is another book of Scripture that is very modern. And so in one of those sections, talks about this health code, this word of wisdom. And in that word of wisdom, he says, you know, God says, don't drink hot drinks. And that was interpreted as coffee tea. Mm -hmm. So hot chocolate, good to go. So it's not a temperature thing. It's not a caffeine thing. It was specifically coffee and tea. So like herbal tea, we're cool. Mm -hmm. But any other tea, no go. This is going to sound offensive. No. Is there a list? A list of? Like which teas are okay? I mean, there's like a mental list, right? So if it's herbal, if it's from a plant, mm-hmm. it's okay. Okay. You know, um, typically those are also medicinal in nature, which is why they're fine. Yeah. But like tea is gross anyway, because it's typically not sugary. Yeah. Those teas. The other teas, no, not okay. And coffee. Right? Like chai or whatever. Again, I don't mean to be argumentative. How dare you be so argumentative? <laughs> but isn't coffee from a plant? Uh, yeah, I mean, what, the coffee bean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, it is. Yeah. But I don't know exactly why we're not allowed, you know, to drink coffee. Do you find I've that... I've heard different sort of apocryphal reasons, mm-hmm. but... Do you find, like, much like this scenario right now, people get hung up on semantics as, like, little conversational points as opposed to, like, the broader spectrum of what we could be talking uh, about? I feel like members of the church do mm-hmm. more so than outside people. Most outside people are just like, oh, okay, cool. Whatever. I mean, it's weird that you don't, but... Right. And that's fine. It should be most accepted here in Los Angeles because of everybody's dietary restrictions. (laughs) I know, right? Like, it should be totally okay for some dude to be like, bread's bad, gluten kills me. Yeah. 
Okay, you dude, you can't have You're bread. not drinking coffee? What's right. wrong with you? Oh, you're weirdo. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's fine. And in comedic circles, it's funny because I'm having this conversation all the time. But yeah. it's not about coffee. Nobody cares about that. It's usually mm-hmm. about alcohol and weed. Right. But the number one so. trend in comedy right now is being sober. Is that the trend? I mean, so many people. I don't know if it happened. I'm super late to the comedy game. Only yeah. been following it and in and around it for two years now. Sure. But it seems like, like, People had their party times, and yeah. now that when yeah. they want to get serious about their career, yeah, they put drugs and alcohol they down for up. a little bit, or they do what's called um, what somebody called it, uh, California sober, where they <laughs> don't drink, sober at but work. they smoke weed. Oh, interesting. Because the sure. weed out here is so fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know. Yeah, but I think I don't know. I don't understand how people perform just as a comedian. I don't know how you perform drunk or high. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Right, I don't get it. Because it, I just think you should be present. You need totally. to be present. You need to be in the moment. Yeah. You need to be connecting with people. Back in the band days, used to be in a band. Nice. Um, what music? We, classic rock? Oh, yeah. Emo classic punk? Rock. It was pop punky, yeah. like Weezer, Foo Fighters. Oh, okay, stuff. that's cool. And we would not dare step foot on stage without a couple of shots of whiskey. Well, sure. And that was for nerves. Just to loosen up a little. Yeah. But we didn't have to say anything. But that's different than like going up drunk. You know, that's yeah. different than going, uh, at least as far as I understand it. Yeah. You know? I just can't imagine. Like, the nerves for performing comedy and the nerves for performing music are completely different. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You can hide behind your instrument. You can oh, turn it yeah. up. You can. You have props. There's a microphone stand that you don't have to move to the back. Sure. It's not just you and your words just and so silence. Yeah. It's just like, let's turn everything up. <laughs> yeah. And if I make a mistake, it'll be buried in this wall of sound. Right. And well, you're also the up only- there with a group. Yeah. Typically. With right? your gang. Yeah. You're there to Posse. We're going to have to blur that out, the A I word. Well, I mean, I probably will later, but only I'll for one out. episode. I'm going to set a Only marker. for one version. Don't worry about it. I just hit a flag that I cool. hope sets a marker. That'll be fun. Play if Minesweeper. 4531. <laughs> no, we're cool, man. So what led you away from your faith? Was uh, it, it just this, It like, was the allure? high school exploration of... Yeah. Um, what there was to see and do in the world. Yeah. But um, I mean, that would be why you did certain things. But like, mm-hmm. what led you away from believing for a time? It got hammered in pretty good. So like, I felt like I was going to church nine times a week. Yeah. And then high school led me down a path toward yeah. to influences and lifelong friendships that... Sure. St- like, I wanted my independence as soon as possible. So I moved out when I was 18. Yeah. yeah. Um, that led me into finding other friends that were... They're all great people. Yeah, of Still course. love everybody to this day. Yeah. Um, but it led me to finding a path that wasn't, it was away from church. Yeah. It was um, people of the world, Yeah, so to speak. But like in, in our terminology, it would just be normal people. Yeah, right, right. Just people that didn't grow up with the same exposure to organized religion as me. Right. And I found them fascinating. Yeah, of I course. I found their viewpoints fascinating. Yeah. Like the fact that they didn't pray before they ate every time they ate was like, oh, well, sure. You're really rolling the dice, man. <laughs> what if it's poison? Yeah. You don't <laughs> yeah. pray for that burger from McDonald's, dude. Like, yeah, it's not going to help. I go down the wrong pipe, man. <laughs> I thought that was dangerous and exciting. Yeah. And then that just led me um, to my 20s where there was a series of traumatic events where I was just like, yeah. See ya. So, yeah. I'm not going to get into specifically what they Fair were. Enough. Yeah. Um, but then I moved here when I was 26. Uh huh. Turned 27 later. 
did the band thing. <laughs> that is the way it works. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I meant to say three <laughs> months later. So 26, turned yeah. 27, three months yeah. later. So I got a late jump into uh, Hollywood. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, that this isn't a hotbed of religious activity here either. Right. Right. Um, and then my mom was like, you're living out in that L.A. world of sin. Sure. And that just drove me nuts because I was like, yeah. I can be a good person. Yeah. No matter where I live. Right. Um, of course. So then I went through a series of events in my 30s and like developing my career in the film business. And like yeah. Trying to find out who I really am. And then in the last four or five years, I've just been trying to recenter. Gotcha. And refocus and like try and dial in my core value system yeah. what i really do believe what i'm willing to admit that i believe right what i what i'm willing to judas and what i'm willing to not judas yeah and is and that because you're getting older i think or is so. there something else you feel like going on there i feel a draw back uh-huh. to having some kind of core Stability. yeah some kind of anchor interesting um just having not something that no one else has but something that's like th- th- this resonated with me when i was a kid it still resonates now why deny it yeah so. interesting the hardest battle every morning on Sundays is like, oh, I got to, I got to go to church. I still feel that church guilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, um, sure. So As I, well, you should. You yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's one value that you feel like has stayed with you? That's a good question. Um, I was a big liar when I was a kid. Yeah. I used to love getting away with it. Sure. Like I would just make up falsehoods <laughs> just to. <laughs> Just to do it. Like my mom would ask me a question and I would, the truth wouldn't get me in trouble, uh-huh. but I would just see if she would believe me. Oh, interesting. this is also what drew me to playing poker. Oh, cause I was bluff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, when you say falsehood or lies, like you're not talking about like Isaac, you wash your hands for dinner and you're like, yes, well, you really didn't. What well, started there. <laughs> and then it would be like, are you high? <laughs> That's the gateway lie. No, no. You just... smell like weed. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> These are pretty elaborate lies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Interesting. That, that kind okay. of started my interest in acting and entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> sure, of course. Well, if I can lie to my mom. Right. I can lie to this room full of people. I can say these words. I have a huge memorization problem, which is why I've never pursued acting. Oh, interesting. I, I love performing. I think acting is Aren't there amazing. some other famous actors who also suffer from oh, memorization? Thousands of them. That's I mean, why we have teleprompters. Yeah. But anyway. I don't want to. We don't need to rat them out here. So well, we could. Yeah. A guy from the State Farm commercials. Interesting. So is that part of why you feel like stand up has been sort of a oh, fun a, challenge? 100% stand up is um, not a memorization problem, it's a commitment yeah. problem. Um, I tried to, so I had a show for my birthday in October. Yeah. And I tried to, I brought in writers. What day is your birthday? October 20th. Oh, I'm October 4th. That's right. Yeah. And then I Chappelle is 24. This. Yeah. I learned that on your episode of yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, we're October dudes. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I, I don't like know my astrological sign. Psychos four October four. No, I think it's a Libra. Right. I uh, I yeah. I have a lot of friends that care deeply about <laughs> yeah, of course they do. that stuff, <laughs> and yeah. I'm accepting of that. Yeah. I don't know if they'd be as accepting of of your religious yeah. ideals. Well, see, that's what's funny to me about LA mm-hmm. is that people are so willing to be like, "No, God is dumb. Like you are stupid for believing in that." Mm-hmm. But then you have people who believe in crystals. You have yeah. people who believe in astrology mm-hmm. as like a legit personality test for yeah. people, and it's like, how right. is that? I mean, you have people who believe, like, no, prayer is dumb, but I'm going to meditate. Mm-hmm. And that is totally different from prayer. Or I'm going to manifest. And if mm-hmm. I manifest this every day, mm-hmm. that is totally different and more logical than prayer. And in my mind, you have just created a synonym. That's all you've done. Right. So 
you're essentially practicing the same effort. It's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, why? Anyway, so that's what I find fascinating about LA. I, yeah, it, I find that same thing fascinating. I haven't thought about it in those words. Yeah. Um, it's just been this like cloud of confusion. <laughs> yeah, right, right, In right. my Neanderthal brain. Sure. But it's like, it's super frustrating that I can't be like, this is what I think. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. people force acceptance on you for their greater value system here in Los Angeles. And except for, it feels like this veil of like, hey, if you got an organized religion thing happening, I don't want to hear nothing about it. <laughs> right. But let me tell you about right. these crystals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you don't accept me for my crystals... <clears throat> It's because you have organized religion. Sure. And you're not accepting. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where did we make up all these rules? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. fascinating. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I feel like I've been super dominating. No, not at all. I don't think so. Okay. This is good. I felt very good about this so far. Great. <laughs> How do you I feel? I feel like I needed to get some of this out. <laughs> yeah, this is great. I need to find some dude that talks about religion and just, <laughs> just put it on the dude. internet. Yeah, I mean, for me, this is where I struggle with my comedic voice for at least the first six to seven, like eight months. Mm -hmm. Do you know Michael Rogilio? Should I? Do I? I don't know if you do. I mean, he's been on the scene for a long time. Yeah. Uh, he does more fourth wall stuff. At least that's where I met him was right. fourth wall. But he's done stuff at Improv Comedy Store. Sure. Um, great guy. Shout out, Michael. Yeah, I love Michael Rogilio. But he is... Uh, pretty atheist now mm -hmm. but i did a set i was like having this internal dilemma as i was trying to like really decide how do i want my comedic voice to come out like what because i am religious like i can't i don't feel like i can keep on going on stage and dodging this whole issue sure so i decided like no tonight i'm going to do some religious material see how it goes mm -hmm. and uh, michael rogilio who i'd seen around before doing this mm -hmm. was there and i was like oh i know he's not not religious so, and I respected him at, at that point and still do mm -hmm. as a comedian, as sure. an individual. And when I did my set, I was like, I, you know, who better than in front of people who definitely don't agree with me. Right. So I did my set and it was, you know, it's an open mic at fourth wall. Mm -hmm. So obviously I crushed. And <laughs> <laughs> after the set, he came up to me. He was like, dude, you need to keep doing that because there are not many like pro religion comedians who are not doing like the Christian circuit, ultra clean Right. Weird material. Mm -hmm. You need to keep doing that. And so from then on, I've been doing that because it just felt way natural. Yeah. So it's just interesting to me that like this guy who's like, yeah, I understand religion and sort of rejected it for some of its issues mm -hmm. was like, no, you're doing good. You're doing good stuff. Like right. that needs to keep going. Because funny is funny. You're right. Yeah. Right. And I, I think the the number one problem with like, Christian music or Christian comedy. <laughs> yeah, or put yeah, yeah. Christian on the front of anything like Christian sure. MMA or whatever. <laughs> that would be amazing, though. Oh, that would be awesome. Missionary, We've invented like two awesome things missionary today. Missionary battles? Dude. Wow. Come Who on. wants to go to Africa the worst? <laughs> Let's get it on. <laughs> oh, the loser's baptized. The loser has to go to France. That's so funny. Man. That's a great idea. But it. yeah, you, you're talking about this like shortchanging. Yeah, it's like anytime you whitewash it. Yeah. Or yeah. put any color in there. With other than white, whatever you want. This is the first thing that came to no, mind. No, white is negative, so it's okay to whitewash. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah what? Yeah. There, somebody's going to cut that one little clip out. White is negative, so it's okay to whitewash? Yeah. And then it's just going to be like, oh, so oh. Seth Lawrence was canceled today. <laughs> Why would I be canceled? Of I'm hating on my own race. White extremism. On my own color. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. What? Yeah, you can't, sure hate on, you, can. you can't even hate on your own people anymore. Yes, you can. Your own if you're people. A white, We're all one people. If you're a white cisgender male, you can hate on yourself. 
You're Did supposed you? to. Oh. I mean, we should really be cutting oh, ourselves right I gotta now. write that down. Yeah. Hate <laughs> yourself. Got it. Um, That's it, man. There was a, there was a, a while uh, that I convinced myself shortly after high school when I was in my, like, I'm exploring things before I become a missionary. Oh, yeah. Uh, youth pastor phase. Right. Where I felt led that... Uh, I was going to get in the music business uh-huh. and I was going to revolutionize Christian music. Oh, there you go. And I was going to write songs that were so good. Yeah. Yeah. That people would be like, that's a Christian song. And that wasn't you two. Wow. Out of here. Where's Jesus at? <laughs> Let me get some of that. I mean, that's not a bad vision, right? It's just, it just made my blood boil that it was like, this is stuff for you. Yep. You get this stuff. Yep. Can't have any other stuff. Right. But you get this stuff. Right. See, and that's where I am with clean comedy. Mm-hmm. I think clean comedy gets a bad rap mm-hmm. for being not as funny, not as edgy, mm-hmm. not as smart as regular comedy, right. whatever that means. I think it opens up. When I first started, the most attractive thing to me was, what's the hardest comedy? Yeah. Clean comedy. Sure. And But it just opens up so many more doors. Like yeah. a lot of people, I was going to use the S word there, poop on it. Oh, sure. You can use this word um, if you want. You'd be natural, Isaac. You'd yeah, be you, dude. I don't want to edit it later. <laughs> I'm <laughs> famous for saying I'll edit that out and then just, <laughs> and then just leaving it, it in. up. Um, <laughs> sure. So just out of like selfishness, yeah. I don't want to spend any extra time yeah. editing S I understand. Out. No, it's tough. Um, but that was the first thing that I wanted to do. I was like, I want to do clean comedy because it's hardest. So if I'm going to be a comic, I want to do it the hardest way. Yeah. And then get the most crowd. That's I mean, your religious background. Yeah. We need to suffer for what we love. Let's do it. Plus, yeah. I mean, you're if you if you can clean comedy's not gonna offend anyone. But like people who enjoy dirty comedy would yeah. come to a clean show. Yeah. But not vice versa. Right. So you're only opening up your fan base exponentially. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. People. I mean you're selling at the end of the day, we're starting businesses. Yeah. We're independent owner operators of our own corporations, our right. own brands. Right. And the more people we can attract to come buy tickets. Yeah, the better. The better. No, it's true. Clean comedy's always been the most lucrative. Yeah. You're gonna get the first look deal at sitcoms, you're gonna right. get your first chance at writers' rooms, right. you're gonna work for the networks first. Yeah. I mean, it worked. It, I mean, it's proven. Oh, yeah. You can do Over. corporate gigs. Oh, man. You pay so much. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. That's that's good money. Yeah. I mean, corporate. it's a lot, you know. I'm going corporate. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for selling out. Yeah. To be quite honest. We're buying in, baby. <laughs> buying in. But, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, clean comedy, I guess that's where I struggle. Because I'm like, I don't swear, but I'm not really a clean comedian. I deal, I feel like I deal with some edgy issues mm-hmm. that could be offensive to people, you know. Okay. So, I don't know. Do you think that... I don't know where that line is. It's interesting to find the line, too, because what's risque to you is probably... Right. Like, what's PG-13 to you is probably super G to somebody else. Yeah, but I mean, so for example, right? Like, I don't think making fun of... And I shouldn't put it this way, but like, one of of my favorite jokes right now is where I talk about my three kids Mm -hmm. and how my oldest is a girl for now. That's funny. I don't know. Right. You know? And, uh, but people, transgender people might get offended by that, but it's not a dirty joke. No. If anything, it's in support that you're leaving the option open. I always want an oldest son, you know? That's that's the way I tag (laughs) it. It's not too late. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't, I think taking offense has nothing to do with, Mm -hmm. you know, the topic. Anybody can be offended about anything. It's true. You can feel the, energy shift in a room if you're at a comedy show at a church yeah 
you can feel it. Yeah. When the comic goes, that's the Holy over Spirit. That line. Yeah, it's the Holy Spirit being yeah. like, "I no longer approve." Right. And then the whole room goes, <laughs> "Oh, that was funny, but I can't laugh." Who oh, else is laughing? Good. I can't laugh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everyone says God has a sense of humor. A lot of religious people believe to. this. He has to have a sense of humor. I, I also think it's a pretty dirty sense of humor sometimes. It must be. You know, like messed up, dark. I'm, I, I, I think God has a sense of humor because when you look at the way some animals are shaped. Sure. You got to be like, wow, giraffes. Dude. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that's wild. Yeah. There's the a joke there. The dude, platypus, platypus itself. Right. Was God's fun time. Where are you at on eating meat? Do you eat meat? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love meat. Cool. Yeah, totally down. So if you had a preference between In-N-Out and Five Guys. Look at oh, that segue! Oh, look at you. Why my segue? <laughs> I, I did it. Way to go, sweetie. Um, let's, uh, we're at the hour mark. Nice. So, uh, this is great. It's one thirty. I know yeah, you got to go cool. by two-ish. Yeah, ish. Um, we got some time. Do you care if we just do bang through a couple of oh, uh, man, let's, segments? Let's do the segments. I came up with a segment yesterday that it was going to revolutionize my show. Oh, and I what was is like, it? I was falling asleep on the couch, and I was like, I got to do that. If I don't write this down on my phone right now, oh, I'm no. never going to remember it. And I woke up this morning like, what's the new segment? <laughs> what is it? It's going to change the whole show. Oh, no. I have no idea. I have yeah. no idea what it is. Oh, that's a shame. I used to ask people what their favorite meal they ever had was. Yeah. And I don't ask people that anymore. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, but where are you at on the old In and Out Five Guys thing, man? Um, so in general, gosh, to me they serve very different purposes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if I want like a hearty meal, I'm going to go to Five Guys. Mm. If I want like a casual good eat, I'm going to go to In and Out. Right. Okay. You know, I mean, growing up, we didn't have In and Out in Utah. Like In and Out was nowhere other right. than California. Yeah. And I have family that's in California. My aunt and uh, her kids all live in California. So mm. when I was growing up in Utah, we'd come to California, hit the beach, okay. hit In and Out. It'd be a treat. Yeah. Right. It's very fun. And then In and Out started popping up. Mm -hmm. And now everybody's, you know, it's like the fast food of the century, right? I have a but, question. Yeah. They serve different purposes for me. Did you, when you were living in North Carolina, yeah, ever go to cookout? Yeah. Dude. So good. What? So good. The tray? Yeah. Oh, come on. Okay, how angry are you at every restaurant in LA saying they're comfort food? There, I don't... I've never Do you not heard, see this? I've never heard it. You got to start looking up on Yelp, dude. I, I've looked at Asian food restaurants that are like, yeah, we're comfort Asian food. Mm. And to me, it's like, that's not possible. Not until they bring a Bojangles out here? Yeah. If you don't have hush food. puppies, right. it's not comfort. Oh. You're just food. Do you know... Uh, you know where Lankersham and Moore Park and Vineland and that little five-way section in the valley? No. Oh, no. but I, There's a fish I mean, and I, chips place yeah. on the corner yeah. that has hush puppies. Oh, no kidding. Are they good? They're, they're hush puppies. All right. I mean... I mean, cookout is good, though. And yeah. The shakes were great. Woo. I mean, yeah, cookout was the jam. You get a double burger, a corn dog, French fries, and some other thing Dude. with a drink for like four ninety five. I know. See, now, if you go Five Guys, In-N-Out, cookout, cookout it's, all the way. Yeah. Every time. It's not even a contest. No, not even close. Yeah. And the barbecue. I can't get over people calling Carolina barbecue out here. That's like, that's not. No. No part of Carolina so you would do this barbecue. Well, it, just because it's vinegar based, they call it Carolina. But I've had, I've had barbecue from restaurants that are like, no, this is Carolina barbecue. And it is not vinegar based. Well. It the, is clearly ketchup based. The state is split. We I know. Both. I know. We're, we're going to do I, another two hours on barbecue. I know, right dude. Now. I skew more East Coast. <sighs> yeah. Like the more vinegar, vinegar yeah. and the better the coleslaw, mm -hmm. 
the better. What's the place I'm thinking of? I want to call it Baby Blues, but it's not Baby Blues. Oh, I don't know. There's one in Venice, and then there's one in Hollywood somewhere. They call it Carolina Barbecue. I've been there a couple times. And you're like, this isn't it. Yeah, it's as close as you're going to get out here. Is that right? Yeah. We have a recipe from from uh al al's allen and sons mm-hmm. uh i'm i should have you over we should have you over we'll make some carolina barbecue dude you know what my wife makes a mean carolina barbecue dude um it's very good i know you're close to here but do you spend a lot of time in the valley some there's yeah. a place i don't even know if it's still there oh called miss peaches oh on lancashire interesting the chef is from virginia yeah his smothered fried chicken will change your life oh we got our turkey there one year for thanksgiving no kidding. And he was only letting one person in, one person out. Wow. It's called what? Miss Peaches. Miss Peaches? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. I don't know if he does barbecue, but. But, I mean, some good southern food yeah. would yeah. really hit us good. Other pro tip, <coughs> Bojangles.com sells the spice. Oh, do they? Online. You can get a four-pack for eight ninety nine. No sent kidding. right to your house. Wow. Yeah. Then you take that to Popeye's, <laughs> get whatever you want. <laughs> Shake You're it good on to there. Go. Yeah. You can create your own Bojangles franchise out yeah. here. There was also a really good burger spot in North Carolina. One of the best burger spots I've ever been to. It's like Al's, Al's Burger Al's Shack. Burger. It was on Franklin Street by UNC. I didn't spend a lot of time in Chapel Hill. Yeah, it's a good burger. And Al's. If you're in Chapel Hill, North today's episode is brought to you by Al's Burger Shack <laughs> in North Carolina. I think it was called Al's. Anyway. I had a place in Chapel Hill, so and I brought good. it up on the show before, and I can never remember the name. People were like, it's called this. Oh. It's out by the airport, but they had this, like, chili bacon burger. Huh. And they oh, barely cooked the meat. It was, like, super pink and yeah. juicy. And, yeah. Oh, man. What a burger. I don't know. I, I don't can't know. remember the name of it. Charlie's or something? Yeah. Charlie's Burger Place. Hmm. Not ringing any bells. Cool. That's fun. So you're yeah, going so five guys. I'd go five guys. I agree. I, I'm five yeah. guys all the way. Yeah. 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 I'm hoping that this will set off a viral trend. A war. I make a subcategory on my YouTube page of just this clip. <laughs> oh, the votes? Yeah, there you yeah. go. Here's what I don't like about Five Guys. Oh, let's hear it. Okay. When they started, they were purists, mm-hmm. right? If we don't make it here, then we don't serve it. Okay. And now they're serving shakes. They don't make cows there. They don't. Well, that's, that'll be And when they too. first started, I asked them, I said, do you guys do shakes here? And they're like, no. We don't have a cow in back, so we can't milk it. So we're not doing shakes. Well, they don't butcher the meat there either. I'm just saying, they had their their principle that mm-hmm. they started with, and now they're serving shakes. They're good to shakes. To me, that's not okay. Well, I think... Just out of principle. I think the peanuts make up for it. You do? Yeah. yeah. And you can put not A1... Not bad, the free peanuts? Yeah, you can put A1 on your burger. Yeah, and their burgers are good, and they yeah. are generous with their fries. They are, are. That are good. Order a small, you get a bag of large. Yeah. We're going to end up getting somebody in trouble... Because somebody's going to hear this and be like, what do you guys, food cost, man? What are you giving away all these fries for? a small fry. Right? Here's a bag. Um, I like that it's never busy. Oh, yeah, that's true. And some people I mean, are like, it's not busy because no not one good. likes it. Ah, well. No. I was working on a joke that was horrible, so I gave it up about <laughs> sure. how there's so many employees at In-N-Out that yeah. if the line gets low in the drive-thru, they just send five people out to get in their cars to make it look like there's a longer line to get other people to come. Oh, interesting. But, I, but there's I see no punchline there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not funny. That's, oh, that's, that's really bad. That's an interesting idea. Um, the other segment that I have that I'm probably giving up soon is called Celebrity Network. You're getting rid of this? I don't know. It's Why? Because uh, sec- we can I want look it up beforehand? That's right. 
Because I, I didn't do it right with Meg, and then... Um, How did you not do it right with Meg? I, I looked it, it up and knew the number before. Like, we both oh, should have guessed. Oh, gotcha. And then, so I knew. Um, uh, she had great... Hers was Ali Wong. That was great. But then Bridget did... Um, Bridget was way off. Dude. Brad Pitt. She, Brad Pitt Leonardo and DiCaprio. It's like, all right, those I, are... I mean, even I was surprised at how much they're worth, though. Yeah. This thing's way off. Supposedly. According to people that yeah, I know... Yeah, of course it's way off. Yeah. It says polygamy stopped in the 1890s wrong yeah according to yeah. celebritynetworth.com <laughs> um, i mean it's only estimates right right like no one knows yeah i mean no I, what's it based on i it's probably based on salary projected for the last film or something stupid. i mean you can get people's quotes and what they made off films and whatnot yeah but, but like, i mean that's not a reflection of net worth you don't know what they did with that money no you have no idea that's right so that's probably why I'm getting rid of it. Oh, all right. I mean, it's an interesting idea, though. Yeah. It yeah. was. It came up on what we call the squad cast, which uh, I'm also getting rid of. Oh. Four people in here just... Yeah, good. Get rid of those I mean, packs. listening to more than two people talk is <laughs> very... Dis- like, you can't tell who people are. Yeah. So... Interesting. It's, it's well, inter- you need yeah. some more diversity. You can't just get four white guys in here. Oh, it's not. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I had... I did a four-hour episode with... Uh, Jeez. Two of my African-American friends. Yeah. And one guy in Wisconsin, so he couldn't see what we were doing. Oh, and then yeah. me, and we went through a couple of bottles of whiskey. Oh, there so you I go. So I cut that four hours down to about 56 minutes. Yeah. Because it well, was that's just why. slinging things across the table <laughs> that are not for you guys. Yeah. So do you want to play? Funny. You want to pick this. a guy? Yeah, I want to pick Edward Norton. Oh. I didn't, I, I, I don't know his, his net film? worth. No. I want to, though. He, direct, he just did his directorial debut. Yeah. And the story behind that is. Like, he couldn't get funding for it. Even right. Edward Norton. I know. So he what just wrong with calling this town? people and going, will you please be attached to my script? And yeah. by the time the list got so long, yeah. like, they couldn't deny it. That was it. off of what book? Because he wanted to make it off a book, right? Uh, we could Google that. Too. Anyway. Let's Google I, that in a second. That's what I hate about sort of the state of Hollywood right now. Is it's like, if it doesn't have some comic book following, we're not making it. Right. So dumb. Yeah. I mean, heaven forbid we have an original screenplay right. out there. There, there, there are, but we won't fund them. I know. That's what's dumb. That's yeah. what's dumb to me about it. We are in the process of trying to raise funds for a couple of films. And yeah. It's like impossible. They're like, who you got? I'm like, well, the way that it works is that you can't get actor attachments until you, <laughs> until have, you have their funding. quote in escrow. Yeah. Like when you buy a house, you have yeah. an escrow account. Yeah. So back in the day, you used to do actor attachment flips. Uh-huh. So you'd get like your C-level buddy to be like, yeah, I'll do your film. Right. And then... You'd go to a, a B-level celebrity and be like, well, Seth's doing my film, so sure. maybe you'll do my film. for this, yeah. And then B-level yeah, says yes, working up. punt Seth. And right. then you go, well, B-level's <laughs> doing it, so what about you, A-level? And then yeah, sure. eventually they were caught on. Yeah. And so now the agents won't give you a letter of intent until you They've prove that you have the money in an account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. So now I need to forge a document that says I have $3 million in an escrow account. Yeah. And then I can get actor attachments, yeah. and then I can be a big-time Hollywood producer. Right. There you go. Well, at least you know the path. Well, that's what I'm doing on the side <laughs> when I'm not actively not doing comedy. Right. 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 It's, oh, a, it's an funny. effort to not do comedy. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Because I do write every day. Yeah. Good. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> I want to be, believe that. Do you I, feel the addiction to do it yet? I Like, do you feel withdrawal? So you do a set. Yeah. The next day, are you like, oh, man, I wish I was out again? No, it's the opposite. Is that right? Because, so with what I do for work, I'm a first AD in the commercial film business. Yeah. And a lot of times I get a microphone. 
Yeah. So last week I, I was on set Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah. Two different jobs. Yeah. And I'm the center of attention all day long and I have a microphone. Yeah. So when so I'm not it. funny, I don't feel the bomb because I'll just go, all right, we're rolling. Like, guys, let's go. Yeah. And when I am funny, I feel that. Yeah. I don't have that same energy when I'm on a mic. Interesting. Like, I don't have the command of the room. Yeah. I don't have that confidence. Yeah. So when I, uh, and I'll write, 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 and yeah. I'll run it on this speaker. I have my own mic. I'll bring writers yeah. in here, run it for them. I'll tape it. I'll listen back to it. Man. And then when I get to the mic. Yeah. I bomb. Is <laughs> I, I'm bomb. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I don't feel the bomb until I leave. Oh. Because I know there's a switch that I have that I could turn on my work energy. Yeah. And not what's opposite of bombing. I've never done Crushing? it. Crushing? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Is that what that is? Killing? Yeah. yeah. I've never killed. <laughs> I've killed at work. Yeah. In front of celebrities. Yeah. I've made a lot of big time people right. laugh that other right. people would be, like if The Rock was sitting at a mic, everybody yeah. would be super nervous. Sure. But I can make him laugh at work because yeah. I'm not supposed to be the funny guy. I'm supposed to be the Yeah. AD. See, that's what I was going to say. It feels yeah. like an expectation problem. Oh, it's totally. Yeah. Be funny now. Right. Instead of in the moment. Like at work, yeah. I just let whatever I want come out of my mouth. Well, haven't you just tried, look, it's an open mic. No one here wants me to succeed. Mm -hmm. No one here wants me to be funny. Right. So no pressure. Yeah. Right. The expectations are that I will fail. Therefore, exactly. There's a little bit of living up to that expectation. I mean, I'm just saying like no one at work expects you to be funny. Exactly. And no one at an open mic expects you to be funny. Oh, that's a good way of looking at it. Right. Yeah. So just treat it like work. No one here, you know. Yeah. It's a different format, but. 100%. It's all mental, I think. Yeah. You know? I need to sit in the silence a little longer, I think. Yeah. There's a temptation to just run. Yeah. And not wait for yeah. laughs. Not that they're coming out of mic anyway. Well, I but mean, yeah. But timing can be huge that way. Yeah. Because sometimes, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I've ever yeah. seen you do a set. It would be. Yeah. I would need to see you do a set. It would be interesting if you have, because it's been so very rare. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So when I did my birthday show, I wrote jokes. I hired all the comics. Yeah. And I would, I hosted it. Yeah. And I would do one of my jokes between every set. Sure. And then I ran out of jokes. Those yeah. weren't funny. I even, I, I even <laughs> blanked on my first one. Yeah. Which was going to be funny. It was about getting a Netflix deal. Oh, okay. Um, but the, the punchline is that it's, um, I'm spacing on the word again. Yeah. Restraining order. Oh. And we, the new deal with Netflix was that I got to be 300 feet from the building instead of 500 feet. Right. Feet. But I spaced on, um, the restraining order word. And yeah. I remember saying on the mic, guys, I know this is embarrassing and I can feel the heat from you guys being embarrassed for me, but I'm not embarrassed right now myself. Yeah. I just I'm don't gonna, remember. I'm going to sit in this moment and yeah. be embarrassed for you guys, but I don't feel bad right now. I don't feel bombing. Interesting. And I sat in it. I finally, someone finally called out. One of my writers from the back called out. I think Nick Pyatt shouted out restraining order. And I was like, yes, thank you. Got That's it. it. Moving on. <laughs> But after all that was over, I still, I bought the room for the night. So after all that was over, yeah, of course, my friends were there. We're all drinking. Yeah. I just sat on the stool and like people were like, tell the blah, blah, blah story. Yeah. And I just I was super comfy. And I yeah. started telling those stories yeah. off the top of my head. Yeah. Threw it in punchlines and I was crushing. See, and that's what's funny to me is that I feel like a lot of standups and in my talks with standups who are like starting out or doing it, mm -hmm. I find out. Typically, like a pattern is, you know, you do one or two where you've had experiences of talking to friends like this, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, you tell a funny story and it turns out it's universally funny. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves this story no matter where you go. Right. Right. 
And then you realize, oh, but to do stand-up, I can't just tell a story. I have to tell some real jokes like that I've written out mm-hmm. and sort of contrived and created. Sure. And those don't always do as well. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, well, maybe I'm not funny. But really, we're trying to find out how to tell stories and these contrived jokes right. as naturally as we do the family stories, right. you know, the dinner table stuff. And weave them back and forth like yeah. they're both natural. And we sort of all start there, and then we go through this huge learning curve and mm-hmm. trouble, and then we end up there, yeah. right? If you stick with it and good, like that's sort of where you want to be, mm-hmm. where you're just telling nonsense, but it's dinner table nonsense. Right. That I think it's that, that comfort level. Yeah. And I thought that the years of experience being on a mic at work. Right, would help. We're gonna, was going to catapult me. Yeah. Everybody was like, no, dude, you still got a mic. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> I mean, you do. Yeah, you do. You 100%. clearly do. It's, there's no, everybody, yeah. there's no shortcuts. There's no, no shortcuts. Yeah, there's not. But then I think the first time someone said no shortcuts, yeah. immediately Daniel Sloss pops in my head. Because okay. he had a special at 24 years old. Yeah. And then uh, Taylor Thomason just had her quarter-life crisis come out. She's 25 years old. Yeah. So, but they've also been doing it. A hundred percent. For a long time. But there's, so there's the Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura, you got to have 20 years in. Sure. Line of thinking. Sure. And then there's people that are getting specials at 24. So even if they started at 18, there's <laughs> yeah. six or seven years yeah. in, which that's a light at the end of the tunnel that yeah. I can see. Yeah. 46, 47. Yeah, I'm working. Course. Great. I can do that. Right. 60. I'm 40 now. Like Wrong I don't light. have, I don't have 20 <laughs> years. Well, that's true. He's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a matter of, and I think with like Taylor Thompson, Bo Burnham, mm-hmm. you know, all these younger guys and gals who have gotten this huge opportunity quick, it's because they were just right spot, right time. They're talented for sure, hundred percent. But you know, they were there for the for the boom mm-hmm. in the early mid two thousands, right? Yeah. Where it's just like everybody wanted comedy. Netflix is still on this. Like, let's just pump more and more and more out. Yeah. I think we're gonna hit the end where it's like this is too. It's not good. Well, you know, we're hitting some specials where it's like, I don't think that's that good. Right. Why are you doing a special? It's good for some people. I mean, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, like. Amazon's about to make a big grab. I mean, they've had some. I mean, Jim Gaffigan signing with them and doing that. Mm -hmm. Their first huge victory. If you look look at all like the other ones that were available before that. Yeah. It's like, who? What? No. Who are these people? Right. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. And then it was Jim. And now it's going to be. An avalanche. Cause yeah. They, yeah. Well, and they just look at Netflix and go, what's Netflix doing? Oh, they have a yeah. whole department we'll of funny. Offer, oh, we'll just offer them a bit more money right. and they'll come here. Cause we have all the money. Yeah. I mean, and that's fine. That's I hope great. to ride one of those waves. One totally. Day. But I don't think it's like, I don't think we're in an age of like 20. And then you have people like Sam Morrill who mm-hmm. couldn't get anyone else to fund it. So mm-hmm. he just put it out on YouTube. Yep. It's fantastic. Exactly. And that's, I mean, I think there's no rhyme or reason to this business. No, Isaac. no it two makes people no have ever become directors the same way. And no two people have ever become comics the same no, way. No. And that's the whole yeah. thing about the entertainment business is like, what do you, yeah. do you have any uh, advice for a young so-and-so? Right. It's like, no, Be find you. a path. Yeah. Do your thing. Yeah. Find your unique voice right. as quickly as possible. The one universal theme that I've found between at least comedy and music as, as far as like when you're looking for a new band member or a headliner's looking for an opener. Sure. It's all about being a good hang. Yep. Cause the, it's the off stage time. Yeah. You have 23 yeah. hours a day that you have to spend. Sure. With that person. I mean, assuming the, the talent, right? If yeah. you've got two people that are equal in comedic ability or musical ability, sure. then it becomes the hang. Right. Right. Or sometimes it's just the hang. Go, yeah. 
Interesting. I mean, it's not like they're going to take, like for the Foo, the Foo Fighters, for example, they yeah. got Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. His ability level was through the roof. Through the roof, right. But he was by far the best hang. Yeah. There are definitely stories just, in comedy where like yeah. this guy's not as funny as this guy. Yeah. But like that's my homie or I like traveling with this dude. Sure. I can name four people that I'm not going to right now. Yeah. <laughs> they don't watch this show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was a person that me and, and Bridge uh-huh. don't like together. Bridge. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Man, well, I'm so fascinated now. I'll tell you later. All right. I can't wait. Yeah, I don't want to say it right now. <laughs> Uh, it's not that we don't like him. It's just not for us. So Edward Norton, should we guess? That's right. Let's Kay. do Edward Norton. All right. Do you already know? I don't. I don't know yet. All right. I'm going to guess two hundred four. Two hundred and four million. Yeah. Dollars. Yeah. American dollars. Yeah. American. Wow. Two hundred four Korean. Hmm. Bot. Two hundred four bot. <laughs> um. Wow. Two hundred four. I'm, I'm going with two two hundred four. Two hundred four. Yeah. You want the over or the under? You get a range. Oh, you get a range. All right. Let's uh, go. I guess well, there's no rules really. Yeah. Let's go one. I'm going to go under. Okay. I think 204 is a max. Okay. 204 is the ceiling. Uh, no, you know what? I'm going to go 204 to 220. Okay. I'm going to do tight range and I'm going to go over. Okay. I'm going to price is right you. Okay. And do 221. $1. Yeah. <laughs> two, no, 220 oh, and one. one. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go 221 to 230. You sick mother. Ah, I don't know. My gut's telling me lower than 200 now. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'll take the. I'll take. I'm gonna change my mind and do the under. I'll go 204 you to you, man. To one, you have 16 there. Yeah. What's 204 minus 16? Cool. Uh, I mean, 194. <laughs> what a, whatever. 188. Yeah, that's close. 188. <laughs> 188. Don't check it. Just believe it. It's totally wrong, All but right. that's fine. Is it? I mean, it's close. 204 minus 16. Yeah. Is 94? No, it's 188. Yeah, that's it. No, it's not. I have made myself to sound like <laughs> the biggest moron. I did law, not math. So just let's all be clear there on that. There you go. Law, math. English. English is my background. Total wow. Humanity. Where is he? Edward Norton net worth. Edward Norton is an American actor and producer who has a net worth of $300 million. Wow. He's hit the three? Wow. You win Edward. this round of celebrity net worth. Wow. wow. Winner. I'm proud of Edward. Yeah. That's good. He deserves that. $300 million. He is a. I think he's one of the most talented actors out right now. Sometimes they say where they got it from. Like for sure. for um, Leo, they said he got it from his back end on um, on Titanic. Yeah. Oh, he got he got an Oscar for American History X. After then, it was all downhill. Oh, sure, yeah. of course. I forgot. I mean, it's sad, but I didn't even know he was in that. Oh, Edward. I forgot he was in that. He was the largest individual equity owner in Kensho. Hmm. Oh, wow. He's an investor, right? Ah, uh, there you go. He was the See. first person other than Uber founder Travis Klumlau's parents <laughs> to take an Uber in Los Angeles. <sighs> Nuber also... Nuber. See? Norton funded an analytics company, Kensho, and sold it for $550 He's a million. smart guy. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. I knew I liked him. Yep, that's case smart closed guy. on that. So See, he, I loved him in Primal Fear. Did you see that? I did. Dude. They shot that That was his first Carolina. movie? Yeah. I think they shot that in North Carolina. Like, I say a lot of things that are fact, <laughs> but yeah, that are just whatever. I mean, there are some people that are so talented that it's just like I hate them. Speaking of talented, how are we doing? We're it's, good. It's two on the Let's dot. Wrap it up. Uh, this was this so Sunday. fun, man. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We just had each other. We had each other. <laughs> that was interesting. In the non-biblical sense. This has been a crossover episode of 
Dysfunctional religion? Disorganized religion? <laughs> Just kidding. Disorganized religion, <laughs> check it out on all platforms. And? And the Safety Meeting Podcast. Yeah. Um, are you going to put your name in your title? Uh, I'll put your name. No, I mean like... In my title. It, for your future branding. Everybody says it should be the name of your show with the host. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have that. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do it on the sticker. Oh, sure. I have stickers. Sure. Yeah, You're yeah, yeah. get one right now. Yeah. Oh, good. Cool. Cool, man. Well, thanks for this watching. Fun. Yeah, we, we should do this again. I would love to. I would love to come back. Let's do a, a reoccurring disorganized religion crossover. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. We'll I'm get down. into it. We could get a guest. Oh, hey. We could get a, do a three-way. We could do a sideshow. Yeah. Bob. <laughs> That's great. Man. Awesome. No, this has been awesome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next time on the disorganized religion. <laughs> on the socials. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.